Horror. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3 one memory loss minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Thomas Howarth. Welcome, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's always great to be here. Yeah, man. We keep yeah. the podcast couch uh, nice and warm for you. Warm? That's awesome. weird. Um, yeah, so- don't. Don't. That's... <laughs> That was it's not a good did. thing. To, let's not. I did just get a new puppy. I don't know if form is the good. Yeah, I wish right, we could uh, like start form. this entire bit over again, but we're too deep into it today on minute twenty six. Let's pay which, everybody. Just pretend that you have uh-huh. short term memory loss. Yeah, and then and and never the time. bit never happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, pre- pre- pretending things didn't happen on minute 26 today, which begins with Peter asking, how is he? And ends with Harry asking, my father, as uh, we have some questions in the hospital, back in the hospital today, mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, so we saw, we, we introduced our ER doc, uh, well, I guess he's the ICU doctor he was, now. He was blurry last, la- last week. We hadn't yeah, quite yeah, made him out yeah. yet. Yeah, now we get to actually, like, you know, interact with him and hear him speak and whatnot. And that is, again, uh, Rogelio T. Ramos, I believe, is how I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm trying. Sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Uh, um, I know I know they could have, I mean, like, you know, look, in any movie like this, <laughs> the, the question is always, like, why not cast more multiculturally in, like, the lead parts, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that is absolutely valid, but, um, I have to I credit where credit's due. They cast a, like a Spaniard with an accent in a doctor, like a, just like a doctor role where they could have cast anybody. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Right. I mean, yeah. I think that's kind of cool. It, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. They didn't slip into a lot of the uh, stereotypes that you get for doctors like this and, yeah. and you see a fresh face. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Commendable. Yeah. yeah aside sure. from the, uh, like you said, the, the makeup of the leads is, is you know, early 2000s as this is. I do right. like that the, the New York that we live in in these movies does feel, you know, not just like plain white nonsense. It feels like a place with character <laughs> and, you know, like. <laughs> There's a name of a movie right there. <laughs> That's plain white nonsense is what I call all of the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my band's name in college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and also the fact that uh, I, I I remember this every time we do a new season of this podcast because I'm always looking up the uh, actors who play these small parts in that uh, Sam Raimi is willing to, like, have a lot of speaking roles that are just, like, maybe a line here or there of um, lots of, like, civilians of New York. Like, I feel like a lot of superhero movies these days i watch them and the only people that talk are superheroes talking yeah. to other superheroes right right and it, you can kind of like lose sense of like the space they live in or their connection to it or anything like that but these mm-hmm. movies always have all of these like empathetic side characters that you feel like oh that's a nice i wonder what they're up to uh, yeah like the city feels lived in basically yeah 
Now, Zach, with your experience, mm-hmm. how do roles like this get filled? Like just these minor roles where they're going to have a couple lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not doing major casting calls for stuff like this, right? Um, they they do a, what you would call like a standard casting call. You put out a breakdown um, maybe a, a couple weeks before you shoot something like this. And um, whatever casting director is uh, like on the project, there's like a couple main uh, like sites they would put that notice out to. And then whoever has like uh, legitimate representation would submit for that role. I'm, I'm maybe in 2007, it was a little different, but nowadays for something like this, you would put out a, um, a notice on like the three major breakdowns that, um, you know, agents have access to, then they would submit their clients and you would get like a thousand to 2000 submissions for it. You'd scroll through those and then bring in, you know, less than a hundred people, usually more like 30 to, to read for it and mm-hmm. uh, put them on tape and then send those tapes to the uh, producers and the director. And they might just, for something like this, they might just catch you directly from the tape. So you could be like, you could submit for this and they, they would put you on tape and then mm-hmm. you wouldn't hear anything for a week. And then they'd say, all right, you know, get ready. You're shooting on Tuesday. And then you just go in and do it and then leave. And, and typically, correct me if I'm wrong, typically mm-hmm. when they bring in those 30 the casting director is only sending like five to the director and producers, right? right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and do they do this on a, a per role basis or do they just say, hey, we have about five uh, small roles we need to fill and and go from there? Well, they do it on per role basis just because you can afford to be picky because there's, <laughs> let's be honest, so many people trying to be actors. Uh, right. <laughs> so, but you could, you would probably do um, a, a casting of multiple of these in one day. So you would have like, um, you'd be doing a casting session where, okay, on like Tuesday, this week we're casting the medical people. So we're having auditions for the ER doctor and the nurse. And because we have a nurse later in the week that has right. a speaking role. And last week we had a, a different nurse that spoke out loud. So you'd have like those and then like maybe one other small role just sort of treated as one major casting um that cool. you can sort of group them together that way yeah and i mean the thing the 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 cool thing about um you know doing that with roles like this is that uh i mean i think more than anything you, what you're doing is like there there's a little bit of a, a look thing but that's kind of taken care of prior to calling people in for a reading you kind of mm. take care of the do they look like a doctor no then let's throw them out you know right um, <laughs> yeah. so you're already getting rid of those people and then you've just got the people who look like a doctor coming in and uh at that point it's more i feel like more of like can they act at all and <laughs> and, and and two like could they act in within the tone of the of this movie without much coaxing or direction because they just want to hire someone who's not going to be a waste of their time yes right yeah exactly um, these like under five roles or like on a tv you would call this a co-star role mm-hmm. is very much a you're not going to get a lot of attention from the director or the people like in a creative capacity you're just right. expected to you're a professional person prepare it completely and you know when the cameras are on you you don't screw up that's right. the whole yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. it's taking care you're of you're not stop you're not stopping and asking what's my motivation <laughs> right, here exactly right it's like, who am i it's yeah. like here here's your motivation copies of spider-man and spider-man 2 <laughs> uh, watch those figure out what movie you are you're in and perform play a doctor that lives in that world and that's it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, just go for it. Um, so yeah, which can be a sort of a daunting task because you're, 
you're jumping into what is already a, a very well-oiled, efficient machine with all these much bigger moving parts, and you're just trying to tr- trying to tell the story. I think the, the the danger that happens when people go in for these types of roles is a lot of people are trying to like sh- dazzle you, like show off, like how I, I I worked in a casting office once where we were um uh I can't mention the name of the project or the actor that it was with, but it was a pretty big actor. Uh, who was helming this like detective movie it fell apart but um when we would have people come in for small roles like this i think the thing that would happen would they would try to like force it like show their whole range as an actor or show that they're really intense or like do some like weird twist on the scene when really you just want somebody that's helping to tell the story and the, the, the right. easiest thing with a small role is to not get in the way <laughs> of the story like deliver it get in get out don't mm-hmm. like pull much attention away and right. then it's like, you don't right, get work like for being a, an amazing actor in the beginning you get work for doing your job <laughs> yeah right <laughs> which again there's a threshold you already have to be a pretty good actor to even read for the part in the first place so they're right not but they're not looking about, for like, range they're yeah, looking they're not for like, <laughs> yeah, can you transform yourself and like you know you think this is going to be for the emmy consider like no no can no. you transform yourself into a doctor who says these specific lines and then leaves <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what we want. You, I, I'm sure, like you were saying, every actor kind of has it in, his, in the back of his head. Is mm-hmm. this going to be the role that somebody sees that's going to boost my career? Right, right, yeah. right. You sort of just have to go fight in assuming that that's never going to happen and you just want <laughs> the job, you know? Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's the way to play it. And then that's how you get roles, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, it's more about like showing the casting directors that you're not a crazy person and that you do the work consistently. <laughs> Uh, that, that like every time you go in and read for that office, you do good work, and they're like, "Oh, we like that guy." Yeah, most likely yeah. he won't screw up on set. That's and that's hard <laughs> enough. That's hard enough as it is to get right. that level. So, um, but again, again, like somebody like uh, Rogelio here has been like a working actor for years at this point, and you know has you could like look at his resume and see he's got major credits, and he's probably not going to embarrass you. So, um, you throw him in there, he's going to make it seem like he's a doctor who knows what he's talking about, and. Uh, give the information to your lead like even this his like the second half of his whole speech here we're we're not even looking at him it's just on toby's reactions mm-hmm. and that's right. what we want so he's i think he did a great job <laughs> the fact Excellent. that he the fact that he got to be on screen for like five whole seconds is like he had to have been over the moon that yeah. that much oh, of right his image got into this movie oh my god um, yeah Especially I mean, with the, with a two shot like this, like yeah, oh, yeah two over the shoulders with Toby, with Toby McGuire, yeah. like that's that's kind of, <laughs> yeah. that's going to the front of the reel immediately. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> almost almost seven full seconds. Like that's awesome. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, so pretty proud. Uh, so what does he actually say here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so so he he lets uh, Peter know that uh, that that you know Harry's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. he made it, he made it through, uh, uh, getting bumped on the head. <laughs> just a bump. <laughs> just um, a bump. Oh, just a bump. I went back and watched the scene. Okay. Yeah. In, like yeah. slow motion. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot how brutal that was. It's so yeah. intense. Uh, just, uh, just, a just a scrape. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, he just told him that, uh, he is suffering from short term memory loss and that he won't remember anything that's happened recently. Now, what do you uh, think is going on in in Peter's mind here? Like he's showing up to find out what's going on, and 
he doesn't he can't be expecting him to have amnesia. No, I think he just yeah. wants to know if he killed his friend or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I I mean I think that's what it is. And then hearing that it's short term memory loss, I think there's gotta be a part of him that's like well, wait a minute. This well, could well, how much? Yeah, this could be this could be okay. How much when you say recent, how recent? What are we what are we talking about? <laughs> are we talking about the last week? Like, well, am I gonna have to look over my shoulder like every time <laughs> this I This is important. <laughs> yeah. I need a time frame. Yeah. It's it's uh the the anything recently is uh weirdly non specific, which I understand uh like he's not gonna know the ins and outs of exactly like time frame wise like what harry has lost um mm-hmm. as his memory but like anything recently i you know at least make it seem like uh i don't know i feel like he's <laughs> lost some long-term memory stuff maybe i don't know the difference entirely of short-term versus long-term memory but yeah i i, I like, feel I f- like there's some long-term stuff that he did forget because it's been he i i mean we'll see later but it it seems that he doesn't remember anything since like Co- for first year of college college yeah that's yeah. definitely long term yeah because i mean even in the scene the first one of the first questions is my father yeah yeah I, I my understanding of short term versus long term was always like short term memory is like remembering what you had for dinner last night mm. long term memory is remembering that restaurant you went to that time with all your friends or something like that like a right like like a memory that's like oh i remember we went there and we we did this and you know whatever but like you know i if you ask me what i had for dinner wednesday 2 weeks ago i have no idea i, I couldn't right. tell you you know <laughs> i could yeah. not tell you um i i even thought it was like shorter than that like i i don't know because i <laughs> I think of a lot of things in terms of like uh, memorizing stuff for scenes and whatnot. Sure, but like if somebody right. if somebody gave you a line in a movie, like okay, what he says is uh, uh, something like he's going to be okay, but there's been some memory impairment. If I said that word to you and said, "What did I just say?" You'd be able to say, uh, "He's going to be okay, but there's some memory impairment." Great, that feels like short term memory. But like if we talk about something else for five minutes and I come back and say, "Hey, what was that thing I said?" You won't have access to it because it didn't go into your long-term memory like i think of it as like minutes different like oh, short-term memory yeah right? i yeah. feel like that's another thing i, I feel mm-hmm. like i feel like, like working that's memory another, or something yeah like yeah. a working memory like your ram that's your ram <laughs> like, yeah, like, like recall yeah like on a computer it's like you are currently yeah. using ram on your computer but then <laughs> yeah. when you're like when you're like done using the ram and you save it to your computer it goes to your hard drive and then like the long the long-term memory feels like okay now this thing i'm going to put on my external drive because i want to save it for longer <laughs> like i don't right. know yeah oh yeah good analogy i like that i think yeah. that's pretty that's pretty close yeah either way as generous as we could possibly be there's no way this is short-term memory loss this is no. a, a chunk of his life missing from his brain <laughs> right. yeah yeah um but it's like it's like that hip performed surgery and <laughs> yeah let's yeah. just take out all the green goblin stuff because that's gonna work for the plot best yeah <laughs> perfect um, i do i do really like this uh this bit where he says uh he's awake now if you want to see him and peter's like oh no i don't think that would be a good <laughs> no, idea that could be bad <laughs> Yeah, that could go south real quick. <laughs> and it's just the way he's so tenuously walking into that room. 
Um, his eyes wide when when he says that line, like you can go see him. His eyes widen just the slightest bit, like right ter- in terror. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, he kind of puts him in a between a rock and a hard place because if he was like, "Oh no, that's okay," and then left, they would be like, "Did he do this to him?" I'm pretty right. sure he might have done this to him because why else would he not want to go see him? That's a right. weird thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, so he yeah. was he was really between a rock and a hard place. Like he really he had to go see him, uh, at least to like prove to the people that work in the hospital that he didn't almost kill his friend. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you he is he is scared. Uh, he's gonna yeah, be gearing up. There, he's yeah. like, maybe he'll just stay asleep. Maybe he won't notice I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then that beat uh, that happens before. Uh, Franco puts on the goofiest smile in cinema. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this is like goofy Franco minutes here, like full on goofy yeah. Franco. I, We're back in Freaks uh, and Geeks land. God, I love it. I love it so much because <laughs> I it's what what's so great about it is like it's such an odd, I mean it's wonderful. I love it. I wouldn't want to change a thing about it, but it's such a weird choice by Franco because he was literally never this guy. Harry was right? never this guy. Right. Yes. This guy never existed. Who is he being? What is happening right now? Like why isn't Peter much 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 more alarmed by the introduction of uh, silly boy Harry? Yeah. Right, because he, he would almost think he's like faking it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> Golly. Well, and that was my and that and that's 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 my thing. That was uh that was a note that I uh I gave to Zach while we were watching this together uh before mm-hmm. the season started. Um, is that my feeling is that this storyline with the amnesia thing no one would complain about if at the end of like after Mary Jane, after he kisses Mary Jane and Mary Jane bails um, mm-hmm. after the omelet incident, we'll say uh, mm-hmm. if instead of him, like suddenly getting his memories back, if he watches her go and then we stay on him and then a, like a creepy smile comes in oh, yeah. and you realize, smile. you realize he was faking it the whole time that this was all part of his manipulation was right. Yeah. Was to yeah. give him back his friend and then ruin him from the inside out. Um, it yeah. would have been oh, be it, beautiful. <laughs> it, uh, it'd be so good. And it's just such a small change. You don't have to change much. Just that one moment is all you have to change later on. Mm-hmm. And suddenly this movie goes up a letter grade, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like the movie suffered from uh, hewing too close to the comics here because mm-hmm. of the, um, the, the Norman Osborn amnesia story. It's not normally Harry, but right. the the idea of the Green Goblin losing his memory and forgetting he was the Green Goblin comes and forgetting right that Peter was Spider Man, forgetting that Peter Spider Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, because the last time that happened, that led to the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, exactly. Right. So, uh, kind of a uh, kind of a big deal. Um, but uh, more on that more on that later. I think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. It's so good. Just that goofy smile and it just me like him bump my head like just <laughs> the way he points he points at it. He's like, hit, you know, hit the old noggin, dumb old Harry. <laughs> Typical you know me. me, am I right? I'm such yeah. a klutz. That's why we two, love me. Two, <laughs> two quick things here. Uh-huh. One, I have a note that says uh, this is like. The teeth show off minute. Every character in here is like trying to show off their teeth in some weird way. 
Yeah, no normal smiles in this minute. Right. And then secondly is the the horrible, horrible rap job on his head. Yeah. As he points to it. (laughs) Like like they just did that like three he did it to himself three seconds before uh, Pete walked in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it got mostly hair. Esque. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> it looks more like a more like a bandana or something than a, exactly than a yeah. head wrap. In Raphael fact, bandanas are typically uh, better than this, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, uh, why are there two uh, uh, two uh, what do you call these things? The the things with the bags hanging on them. There's like two. Oh, of them. IV. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's two of those. Uh, it but there's might only be. One, there's only one bag. One might be for um, medication, and one might be for uh, like saline. Yeah, saline oh. drip. Yeah. To get his uh, like dehydration versus yeah. whatever meds they're giving him. Oh, yeah. okay, got it. <laughs> and meds would definitely ex- uh, explain his uh, attitude in this scene. That's true. <laughs> Maybe he's all drugged up. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he's been on a ton of painkillers. Like, hey, my head. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Pete just broke his <laughs> sternum trying to give him CPR, and <laughs> yeah, we even mentioned the- that last week. But like, I'm impressed he didn't smash every bone in his body. Well, he's got the to- he's got the goblin serum. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're they're yeah. about equally matched. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, you a, a regular human giving CPR to another regular human can easily break ribs. So that's true. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it'd yeah. just be tr- it'd be tricky. Probably Peter. I don't know how long has Peter been Spider Man at this point. A few years, so he's right. probably better at that uh, pulling your punches thing that they talk about. In the right, like right. being aware of how much super strength is too much super strength or what have you. Right. I just, I just really wonder what the doctors think happened to Harry. Like, right, because of the Goblin Serum, he's like way more durable than a regular human being. Right, but he still had horrible head trauma. But, like, not enough that they're, like, super worried. So right. Like, and he's healing faster, also, isn't he? Yeah. So, what, like, what What do they think is going down? Are they just, like, another one of would these brackets? Uh, uh, would he have had uh, permanent brain damage if he didn't have the goblin serum? I, I think guess he'd, he'd have permanent death ooh, if he didn't yeah, have I guess the goblin he'd be dead. serum. I guess he'd yeah, be dead. I think he'd yeah. be Fair multiple enough. times <laughs> over dead if That's he didn't fair. have the goblin serum. Uh, yeah. But I, which is you can call that permanent brain damage. <laughs> that is one way you don't of defining it. You get more permanent uh, than the brain shutting down completely because you're dead. Yeah, uh, it's a form yeah. of permanent brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the nicest way to say, uh, yeah, you killed your friend. Well, he does have some brain damage. Uh, I'm sorry, it's permanent, as well as uh, damage to every. You know, it's it has turned off. That's what has <laughs> happened. That, that is the name of the damage. It's off. Yeah, it's, it's off. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just not. He switched uh, not off his brain. Yeah, he switched <laughs> off his brain. Um, are you accusing me of murder? I am. The police are I, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why these cops are here. Yeah. That's yeah. why I was You're saying not going it anywhere after I this. I was saying it in a weird way to stall you. You're being arrested. <laughs> Congratulations, it worked. Wait for the feds to arrive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is. Man. <laughs> just. He hit him so hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I rewind and played it like four times in a row. Oh it, yeah, it, it gains a little something for each time. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Well, what was the final count of uh, head hits? I Scott? counted. I counted five. five. Yeah, yeah, five. <laughs> yeah, and then and it was like it was like front to back to front to back to front to back. 
Yes, it, like, it reminded me of the uh, the hit in oh, what was that movie with? Oh my gosh, sorry, my mind just went right. blank. Give us some details. We'll help you out. Uh, car hit, uh, okay. dudes, uh, Brad Pitt in it. Um, oh, 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 oh meet uh, Joe Black. Meet Joe Black. Yeah, meet Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of that. <laughs> The that end, car hit is is ridiculous. Have yeah. you ever have you ever seen uh, uh one uh, one day? Have you ever one seen day. that one What's day that? with one Anne day. Hathaway? No, I don't think I've seen it. Okay, this right. is uh I think it's I think it's called One Day. Um, yeah, it is One Day with Anne Hathaway and uh, uh that dude that was almost famous and then ended up not being uh, Jim Sturgis. He was oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like in a bunch of things for a little while and then just disappeared off the face of the planet. Right. Um, right. So it was a it was like a melodrama like romance thing. It was like them trying to do the Before Sunrise trilogy as uh. like a single movie where oh. they they kept meeting up like once like at the same time every year and oh, then and then they like okay. tried and then at the end of the movie they try to make a go for it spoilers for uh one day if you ever have any desire to see this <laughs> um uh uh they uh she she's like hey i'm gonna go like meet meet me at the cafe i have to go do something and she he, he's like oh okay and so he goes to meet her at the cafe it's like they decide that they're gonna go for it they're gonna have a relationship and they spend the night together and the next morning he she gets up and is gonna go do something, run an errand, and he's like gonna meet her at the cafe, and he she's riding her bike around, and they do this long shot of an alley, and she drives through an alley, and then she goes all the way through the alley. There's no music. There's some music earlier, and then she gets to the alley, and there's just absolutely no music, and she just she's not even riding the bike. She's doing that thing where you stop pedaling and you just let the bike go. You know, okay. right. and yeah. she's going through the alley and then she goes through the alley and she looks to the left and then a semi truck hits her from the right. And oh, God. just <laughs> uh, just like she just just knocks her from from the middle of the street, like off frame, like just oh. gone. Um, and it's and it's all the way down the alley, so it's like sort of in the distance. It's oh, one of it's oh, not no. supposed to be, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, if <laughs> if you're dating someone who uh, finds <laughs> this sort of thing very tragic and really just full, falls hook, line, and sinker for this sort of thing, uh, mm-hmm. it is not the sort of thing you want to watch around them because you will you laugh will and you laughing. will never yeah. see that person again. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no way to. to to help your case that you're not a psychopath. <laughs> oh, if only Anne Hathaway had had the goblin serum, then she would have been. She would have been already okay. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, as it stood, she uh, she she did die, and uh, that's the <laughs> oh, that was, is the was, tragedy of that film. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, she definitely. Clarifying. Yeah, she definitely died, and they showed her choking on her blood with her like oh, leg no. all bent up and everything. And then it just cuts to Jim sitting in the cafe waiting for her and giving her a call on her, on her old cell phone. God oh. dang. Yeah. Yikes. So Yikes. yeah, uh, just goes to show you don't wait to, <laughs> to, to, to be with the one you're supposed to be with people. <laughs> yeah. That's if we've Shoot learned anything from one day, that's what we've learned. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that's the theme. <laughs> you're like walking to your car after the yeah after the movie. Like, what are they trying to tell me? Uh, okay, all right. I guess. Don't let ways. Anne Hathaway ride a bike. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Look both ways before you cross the street. Um, Something like that. Anyway, yeah. 
Uh, I guess alleys are dangerous is what we've learned from both uh, Harry Osborne. <laughs> That's where yeah. you get the majority of your head trauma. <laughs> it's from alleyways. <laughs> alleyways. I'd say the Waynes probably agree. I'm sure there was some sort yes, of head trauma alleyways involved. alleyways are bad. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the comic book universe, do not go to alleyways. No. <laughs> no. All right. Um, all right. Well, I think that's... Uh, I think that's... <laughs> minute 26... <laughs> Uh, everybody, we'll uh, we will be back tomorrow with minute twenty-seven. In the meantime, uh, go check out our Facebook group, the Spider-Man Minute Friendly Neighborhood Listener Group, over there. Uh, join in the discussions that we have over there. Read all the posts, the memes. It's good stuff. If you like mm-hmm. Spider-Man, if you like the show, you should be in that group. Uh, Thanks to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, adorable. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye.